What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Business Choreography Podcast. You have both Lexi and Michael here for the show today, and we are going to be talking about uh, BCBO, one of our strategies, and specifically how to decide which marketing strategy is best for you and your business. So let's cue that theme song, and then we'll jump into the episode for today. Listen, there's a lot to learn when growing and scaling your business. That's why we created the Business Choreography Podcast, where we talk about choreographing your marketing, operations, and sales into dynamic systems that increase your revenue and your impact. We'll explore solid business principles and discuss all things that make businesses dance to success with clarity. We'll help you figure out where the holes are in your business and what you can do to fix them. Think of us as your official business choreographers, aka your insider growth strategists. Remember, your choreography matters. Welcome to the Business Choreography Podcast. All right, let's do it. Welcome back. We are excited today to share with you one of our favorite frameworks. This is from our marketing uh, portion of our business, and uh, we love this framework. It is awesome. It's helped so many people, and it's a unique take because it's about marketing choreography. So Lexi, uh, let's jump in and share with them. So if you're watching this podcast, uh, or sorry, if you're listening to this podcast, we do have a visual. So if you'd like to go over to YouTube, you should check it out on YouTube and uh, watch so you can see some of the slides. We do have some slides and and uh, and visuals for you. But if not, I understand sometimes you use it to uh, work out with or when you're on a walk or or another time. And that's cool. You can just listen. We'll do our best to describe it as well. But we wanted to make sure that you had both options available. So we're going to share that to the screen. We're going to start off with something uh, pretty uh, important to the overall concept. And so before we get to the framework of VCVO, which is part of our marketing choreography framework, we want to talk a little bit about tactics versus strategies. And so we want to just cover a little bit about what that is. So let's go in and, and let's just go through what the definition of tactic is. It's an action or strategy carefully planned to achieve a specific end. The minority attempted to control the council by delaying tactic, right? That's the, the Google definition with a little bit of a, a quote blurb in there. Now, the idea here is the concept of tactic and strategy oftentimes get confused. Don't worry, we're going to give you the definition of strategy as well. But what we like to do is we like to chunk it down so it's easier to explain and understand. But tactic and strategy are very similar. They're very uh, much the same. And so I, I actually told Michael that he had to do this part. Because I still sometimes get them confused. But when you can really understand it, it's really, really, uh, it's powerful. And it's easy to confuse, right? Because if we look at this definition, I'm going to go to this next slide here. And here's Google's definition of strategy. It's a plan of action or policy designed to achieve a major overall aim. Now, they basically sound the same, right? Like this is, this is very similar. So if we go back an action or strategy carefully planned to achieve a specific end or a plan of action or policy designed to achieve a major overall aim. So you listen to those two things and they're pretty similar, you know? So we didn't like the fact that they weren't <laughs> defined enough because people throw around these terms all the time. And so one of the best things that we can do 
in the human language and as humans is give meaning to things that we are trying to define and articulate. And when you're talking about our, our choreography, def- definition and articulation are two things that are incredibly important as you try to create the best piece of choreography you can for your business. And so in order to make this a little easier, because they are so similar, they we wanted to define them. We wanted to articulate them in a better way. And so let's look at it this way. So I'm going to go to this next slide here. And it says tactic equals small system, strategy equals medium-sized system. And then we're going to add one more in there, and that's machine. Machine is sort of your global system, right? So when we talk about a tactic, oftentimes a tactic is something super small. It's like, oh, here's a tactic. Send a nine-word email. Great. That was popularized by... Oh my goodness, I just forgot his name. That's okay. You couldn't look Dude, it up. I don't remember it, it either. It just slipped my get, brain. I get emails from him a lot. Yeah. It's yeah. like whisk or something. Oh gosh, I can't remember his name though. It'll come back to us. But yeah. he popularized this tactic. It's a tactic. Why? Because it's a single email and it can actually have a really profound impact on your list. And so a a simple nine word email or something similar to that nine word email is a tactic. Whereas a strategy might say, okay, what are the emails that are surrounding that tactic in order to amplify the tactic in order to make that medium or make that small teeny strategy turn into a larger medium-sized strategy. And so now we might take and say, okay, well, we might build a strategy that says, I'm going to send that nine-word email, but I need a strategy that includes a funnel or a, a set of funnels. Well, and this what's is going to happen after you send that nine-word email and, and what what thing is, is going to go on? And um, what happened before, to... right? Was and what happened before to actually get the list? <laughs> That's right. And so this strategy, we like to use strategy as something a little bit more medium to large. Now, the larger you get with the strategy, the more you start to realize you have to have a machine that's built. And the machine is a bunch of strategies that you connect together to create a piece of choreography. And that machine is imperative as you continue to build your business, because if you don't create a machine, your business has no value. And that sounds really funny. It might be earning money, but it might not have any sort of way to have value, meaning you might not be able to create a valuation that another investor or another person could come and buy your business because it doesn't have the machine set up. And so it is imperative that as your business continues to grow and it starts to get bigger, that you move from just having a small tactic or a bunch of small tactics to integrating those tactics into uh, multiple strategies that are a little bit more medium size and ultimately creating a machine that can run your business because also if known you as the choreography also known as the choreography. And that's why we love this and why we wanted to define it for you. So we could literally talk about just that part all day long. Although we have an agenda today, today our end goal is to really uh, explain to you and let you know that everything is a system. Why is that Lex? Oh man, um, you have to think of things as systems because when you just think of it as one thing and then you think of it as one thing over here and then one thing over here and then one thing over here, 
there's nothing that's ever getting accomplished because you just have all these random things that are going on. And so we want to think of our marketing as a complete system. Now, a lot of times people are thinking system. They're going, okay, system. And they may think it's the tech. It's the tech that's, <laughs> that is the system. That's not necessarily the case. We're thinking about all of the different strategies that are being put together uh, and sometimes, you know, you have the tech that's amplifying that and you have the, the cool software that's going to amplify those strategies, but we want to make sure that we have a, a great system in place. And so let's, let's talk about the actual definition of system. So system is a set or a system is a set of things working together as part of a mechanism or an interconnecting network. And I think the most crucial part in this is mechanism or an interconnecting network right? That is so powerful is that everything is interconnected. When you're thinking of just a tactic, that's one thing that's going on. And so many times people pull out this, this tactic, okay, I'm going to run this marketing tactic. And they go, well, why didn't that thing work? Right? I sent that email. Well, how many people are on your list? Well, like five. Well, maybe that's not going to work then. You need to create a system that is going to allow you to get more people on your list. And then um, when you actually send that email, it's going to do something. And we want to start to interconnect all of these different tactics and all of these different things to create a system and create a machine. The thing I love about this definition, if for those of you looking at this, if again, if you're not, check it out yeah. on YouTube, uh, is the second part two or the and the number two portion of this definition from Google yeah. is a set of principles or procedures according to which something is done, an organized framework or method. Wow, that says so much, right? Because when you have a framework, you're in the in the process of creating a machine. You're creating something that is repeatable and that can be done regardless of the person doing it. Now, that's not to say that you you don't have to put in your high functioning, uh, skilled workers that have been trained to do the thing, but they still need a framework. They still need the principles and procedures according to which your framework is guiding them on. And so it's important that that system is created. So for example, when we started this conversation today, we told you we have a framework, a system essentially, and we call it the marketing choreography framework or system. We took a piece of this framework because it's a much large, much larger framework than the piece we're going to share with you today. But this piece is imperative. This is a really important piece. We call it VCVO. VCVO. And VCVO, uh, we're going to go through and we're going to talk about each piece of this. So yeah. uh, we, and, the, next, the next slide will kind of show all that. But yeah, yeah, go ahead, Lex. And here's a really, really important piece to understand. We wanted to talk about how to decide which marketing strategy is best for you and for your business. And when we look at this VCVO portion of the map, we can start to map out what's going to be the best thing for you because we start to work backwards. And this will make sense as we dive into um, each of the pieces of DCVO. So I, I let's dive in. Let's, let's Absolutely. Start. Remember, we have to start with the end in mind. So here we are with VCVO. We love this framework. It's helped so many people and we wanted it to help you next. So please follow uh, what we have to say here, because it's going to make a big difference, going to help you. Yeah, for sure. So um, we're going to talk about it 
we'll talk about it from B, uh, from the B to the C to the B to the O. But when we actually run it, we we run it from the O to the B to the C to the B. <laughs> and, and that's and why we'll you see that. that there are arrows going both directions. The arrow from left to right is what your customers will experience. From yeah. right to left is what you will create. We're building from the end in mind. And it's important that we go through these steps. And when you don't, oftentimes you're left, like Lexi said earlier, wondering what the heck happened. I did the thing. I did the tactic, right? Because there are lots of tactics that might go in each piece of VCVO. But when you don't create the system around it, the framework around it, you could actually be left wanting when it comes to the end result. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay, so let's talk about the first V. So if you're not seeing it, I'm sorry, but we'll, we'll try to to explain it well enough that you uh, know what's happening on the screen. So the first V stands for noise vehicle. And the noise vehicles, it's a bunch of little bubbles on the screen. And those bubbles are filled with different types of ways that you can get your message out to people. You can utilize Facebook. You can utilize something called a Dream 100. You can utilize YouTube. You can utilize an email list. You can utilize a blog. You can utilize uh, some a software we call uh, we like to utilize called Flowchat. You can utilize LinkedIn. You can uh, what else do we have? Uh, uh, TikTok. Podcast. Oh, TikTok. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Podcast. You can utilize a Facebook group, right? There's all of these noise vehicles that we can utilize to get our message out to people, right? And they keep and, growing every day. So that's why we have a couple yeah. of blank spots there because you might have a particular vehicle that you right. use to convey your noise. Now, if you're thinking to yourself, what noise are you talking about? Don't worry, we'll get to that. It's coming. But yeah. the vehicle... Just think of it this way. You have something to say. In order to say it and anybody hear it, you need a vehicle. You need some sort of mechanism to be able to broadcast what it is you have to say. And it could be from the old days of bullhorn driving through the streets, like in Back to the Future, right? There's the mayor or the <laughs> wannabe yeah, mayor right. driving through the streets in his car with his bullhorn yelling out, vote for me, <laughs> right? He's in his vehicle using a bullhorn. Both of those two things are vehicles or mechanisms for right. them to actually get their voice out, get their message out. So it could even just be something as simple as a website. That could be your vehicle, right? It could be that portion of it. And and there's lots of ways to look at that, right? We just put some ideas and some uh, concepts in there of ways that you can do it. The problem with websites these days is that you still have to announce it somewhere. You still have to have a vehicle yeah. to get people Sometimes to Sometimes there's still a thing that is has to go in front of that, right? It has That's to right. go in front of the funnel, has to go in front of the the website that you have. Um, and that's that's where people sometimes get confused as they go, okay, I'm going to create this funnel or I'm going to create this website. Awesome. Well, how are you going to get people to that thing? And that's where the noise comes into play. Right? This is a big deal. People, sorry, go for it. Oh, I was going to say this is a big deal because we identified the challenge early on in the marketing and not because we saw it, but because we experienced it. Right. right. And a lot of you maybe built a website and thought to yourself, well, if I build the website, then they're going to show up. They're going to come. Well, yeah. or maybe they won't. 
because how would they know you built the website, right? So you still needed some other vehicle. And that's where things like doing a dream 100 campaign. If you don't know what that is, uh, you know, let us know and we'll, we'll dig into that a little bit further or go watch the episode by uh, Dana Derricks that we did on on the podcast. So uh, it's a great episode and you know, there's ways to do it through Facebook lives or Instagram lives or shorts, YouTube shorts or TikTok or all sorts of ways to get that message out there. But your website wasn't necessarily your noise vehicle, or at least not at this stage. Yeah, sometimes people just put that that funnel or the noise uh, or the website in that first slot with the noise vehicle when we would actually put it over in the sales vehicle. If you're looking at this, we've got the B, we've got the C, we've got the V and the O. So we'd actually put it over in that third step, right? And Mm -hmm. there's other things that come before that to get people to that. But sometimes people are putting it right in that initial place. And then they're going, why is nobody showing up? Well, because you're missing the the first two steps that have to go into actually promoting your website and promoting your funnel and promoting your offer and promoting your thing. So let's go to the next thing. Let's go to the the second piece. So we've got the V, which is was the noise vehicle. Now we've got the C, which is the noise campaign. So Michael, I'll let you talk about noise campaign a bit. I love this. This if you can see the screen, if you can't see the screen, it looks a little bit like a little speaker. Right. And that's because it's the noise campaign. This is all about the noise. And there's so many different ways to make noise. In fact, the C could stand for creativity as much as it stands for noise campaign. Right. Because really the best marketers of the past and of the current day time are all great at making noise. And it, it's interesting, right? Because they say, uh, good press, bad press. All of the press is good press, whether it's good or bad. It doesn't make a difference because it's getting you noticed. And there are a lot of uh, campaigns that were done in our history that were like that. They didn't care if it was good press, bad press. It was press, and that means they were getting noticed. There are lots of noise campaigns. You could study some of the greats like uh, Barnum from The Greatest Showman. He had some incredible, incredible noise campaigns, and he used the vehicle of the day, which was newspapers uh, and different uh, elements of, uh, you know, read all about it. He'd put an ad in the newspaper or get a headline or something like that. That was the Facebook of the day, right? Everybody had to get the daily newspaper. That was something that I bet the newspapers were uh, thinking would never go away. Although nowadays, owning a newspaper company is probably not uh, your highest, not the greatest, <laughs> highest grossing revenue company these days. But uh, unless they change their format, now a noise campaign is no good without a vehicle to put it in. Right? If the mayor in the in the vehicle driving around in the Back to the Future set right? Or back to the future movie had no great message or no way to actually get his message out there as to why people should vote for him. He could actually do as much harm as he did good. So he had to have a great message. Vote for me. Why? Because of this. Why? Okay. How? Okay. So he's getting this message out. This noise campaign was out there to say, Hey, this is what this is all about. This is why you should pay attention to me. And this is a big deal because whatever noise campaign you create, it needs to be choreographed. 
There's no doubt about it. If you don't choreograph it, you could actually just run around in circles, chasing your tail, just like a hamster. It's never going to get there. It's just going to keep running. And of course, it's going to run in the middle of the night when you don't want it to. So <laughs> my daughter just got a hamster and it's one noisy. Oh <laughs> but uh, what else can you add on that? I, I, you I know, think that's in- good. I think I think we've got the, the V, we've got the C, and I think we should move on to the, the sales vehicle. I think we have to because if I don't, we'll end up talking about a noise. I know. Uh, I got to I mean, keep the pace here. <laughs> I know. All right, cool. Let's jump okay. into sales vehicle. Okay. So the, the next V is the sales vehicle. And remember, this is the order that your customer is going through this process and this strategy and this piece of choreography. So you've got a noise vehicle and it could be multiple noise vehicles that you utilize. And then you have a campaign that gets people to your sales vehicle. And the sales vehicle can be a website. It can be a funnel. It can be usually, usually it's one of those two things, um, but it's a way that, you know, maybe they're opting in or they are um, getting to the point where they can buy something, right? And so you're utilizing those noise vehicles, you're utilizing that campaign to get them to this page where they can either say yes or they say no, right? And so we get to that that sales vehicle. Um, sometimes it's a webinar. Um, sometimes it's a challenge of some sort. Sometimes it's a summit. Like there's all of these different strategies that we can utilize and all these different um, sales vehicles that we can utilize but we want to get people to that so they can give us their information or they can put in their credit card at that point. One of the most important elements is a list. And I can't tell you the number of businesses that we've worked with, talked with, consulted for that haven't yet realized that an email list is probably one of the best assets you could, you could gain as a company. And, and I always love to tell this story. If you didn't notice and you haven't, uh, you know, been living in a box, <clears throat> then you might have heard that Facebook bought Instagram. This was a while back and they paid some ridiculous amount. I don't know if it was like three or seven billion. I guess I should look it up to see what the official number was, but it was some billions amount of dollars to purchase Instagram. Now, let me ask you this. Honestly, right now, as you listen to this, think about it. Do you think that with Facebook's resources and revenue that they bring in, their development teams and some of the best uh, development engineers in the world, do you think they couldn't have just built another platform that did exactly what Instagram did? Of course they could have, and they probably could have done it in three or four months. But here's the thing. What did Facebook want that Instagram had? They wanted the users. They wanted the list. It was the list that mattered, and that's why they paid billions of dollars for that. Not because they couldn't build it, not because they couldn't build it maybe even better, but they wanted the list. And so... You have to understand that getting the name and the email, creating a list of your customers and being in control of that list is huge. And that's why we would use a sales vehicle because it could be something as simple as getting an opt-in page and giving them some piece of value. Or it could be something as complex as running a summit or a webinar or whatever type of sales funnel or shopping cart or whatever it is. It could even be something like uh, Shopify or, or 
Google stores or FBA through Amazon. Like it could be all sorts of different ways to create that vehicle. Right. But you have to have a way to gain your customer, get them on your list and to be able to get them the product. Right. And this is a big deal, which leads us directly into the last one, which is your product or offer. Right. So now you've got your product or offer. Um, and, you know, sometimes that product or offer is a free thing that you're giving them at the end, right? Just to get them on your list. And sometimes that product or offer is your actual core offer that you're trying to, to get people to. And this is, this is crucial. Um, because sometimes you have to have multiple of these VCBOs and we'll show that in, in the next slide, but sometimes you have to have multiple of these VCBOs to get you to the core offer. But it's important that you're always leading to some type of offer as you're taking someone through this process. Each piece of your offer is a big deal. Now, there's something called a value ladder. You may or may not have heard of it at this stage in the game. And there are some great uses of a value ladder. We have found that value ladders confuse the heck out of a lot of people. And they also stifle progress in many instances, because sometimes people are so bent on filling out the entire value ladder that they don't even get started. One of the things that we would really like to uh, emphasize right here is that uh, if you can get a general idea for your business value ladder, then you're good. Now, notice I said business value ladder. We believe that you can have a product value ladder, an offer based off of this VCVO that says, okay, this is the stages that somebody's going to go through. For example, if you had a book funnel, you might start off with some free opt-in that they, they're going to get. You might then move to selling them the book, and then you might move to upselling them a course. That might be your value ladder for this particular offer, and that's important. And that's an okay thing to try to fill out when you're trying trying to create an offer that has, uh, you know, a free element to it has maybe a, a slightly more increased paid, right? They're putting a little skin in the game and then it maybe has an upsell yeah. that's a little bit more and maybe a second or third upsell that, that actually helps you to earn some money on that rather than it just being a loss leader of an offer. So there's a lot of different ways you can do this. There's a lot of different, uh, elements that could go into creating this product or offer. But one of the things that, uh, aside from VCVO, that is super important is that you create what Lexi said, your core offer. Your core offer is super important. And, uh, and we wish in our early days that we had understood this. I think people were maybe saying it, but like so many of you, we too were, um, you know, there's lots of shiny baubles to chase after. And so it's easy to uh, not, not get it, but here we're going to take a hammer out right now. We're going to bunk it over your virtual head. <laughs> so here you go. There it is. There's a hammer over your head. And, um, and we're going to tell you, you should have a core offer. Now, does that mean that will remain your core offer for the remainder of your days until you die? Not necessarily, no, but you need to understand that all roads lead to Rome. Rome. <laughs> and that will lead us directly into the next piece. So yeah. why don't you get from there, Lex? Yeah, for sure. This and I also great visual. This. What did you say? This is a great visual. You gotta If you haven't watched this or subscribed on YouTube, you got to see this because you're going to love it. Yeah, for sure. And I also wanted to mention that, you know, that piece of, well, I, I want to know how to decide which marketing strategy is best for me. Well, when you're looking at the VCVO strategy, you can think of it backwards and you can go, okay, here's my offer. Here's my thing. 
here's my offer. Now we can work backwards and go, okay, what is the sales vehicle that I'm going to use? Now, what is the campaign that I'm going to run and what noise vehicles are, am I going to use? Now you can look at it and go, okay, I have a strategy. I have a plan. There's so many different strategies out there. There's so many different things that you can do, but you have to understand your offer first. That is key. You have to understand your offer first and you have to understand yourself and you have to understand the resources that you have. If you don't understand you and you don't understand your, your resources, it's hard to fill that out. If you don't have money in this beginning stage and you're going, I can't run an ad, I can't put a thousand dollars into an ad campaign, then don't run that strategy, right? I know this sounds silly, but just don't run that strategy. Run an organic strategy. Take a look at that VCBO and go, okay, this is my offer. And instead of using a Facebook ad as my noise vehicle, I'm just going to utilize a Facebook group. And I'm going to utilize a messaging system and I'm going to run a campaign to my, my sales vehicle. And so that's how you can start to decide what is this best strategy for me? What is the best thing for me and for my business? And based on the resources that, that I have available to me, if you have some type of budget for ads and you understand how to run ads, or you are going to hire somebody to run ads for you, then cool. Then you can start to look at that, but make sure that all of the pieces are there. Make sure that you know what's going to happen on the back end and that you can convert it or you're going to be in, uh, yeah, you're, it's going to be interesting. You're going to be losing a lot of money. So then getting to that wagon wheel, um, this is very cool. So the wagon wheel has like your core offer in the middle and then it has a bunch of VCBOs that are the spokes going around. And so we can have a whole bunch of those strategies that are leading to our core offer. And like I was saying earlier, sometimes that offer that's at the end, that VCVO, that O that is at the end of that, that strand, sometimes it's a free thing. And so when you're looking at it and you're going, and if you're watching this and you can see Michael uh, with the arrow, right? And so sometimes at the end, it's a free thing and you're going, well, I'm not making any money. Well, then you, from there, you need to put another VCVO in place that's actually getting people to your core offer. You need to run another strategy that's going to push people to the core offer from there, right? Maybe it's a set of emails. Maybe it's going to be that you're going to run a webinar. Maybe you've got the list now and now you've got to, you, you're going to run a strategy that is going to utilize all those leads that you have. And now you can get people to that core offer from there. Um, Michael, what else do you want to add to that wagon wheel? You know, the, the simplicity of this framework uh is that it's it's a wheel it, and a wheel is essentially the most simplistic of machines that changed our world yeah when we got a wheel we were able to carry things that were heavier than we could otherwise carry we could move them for long distances there's right. there are there's speculation that uh, the pyramids were somehow um you know, the rocks were somehow carried with some type of wheel system or whatever. But the idea here is very simplistic, but within it is complicated because without each of the spokes, the wheel wouldn't actually operate. And so each VCVO that's a spoke has its purpose. And that's why we started off talking about tactics, strategies, and machines. We wanted to talk about the overall system. And as you're a new company, you might not have a wheel and I understand that and that's okay. 
you might have one VCVO system and that might be leading directly to your core offer so that, oh, the VCVO is your core offer. Yeah. Right. Lexi talked about the other side where it could be your free thing that you're doing to get them to your core offer, but it could actually be leading to your core offer. And that might be right. your first play. And that is great. And as a startup, that's a really great place to start. And but if you're not making a, any money right now, then you're probably missing one of those pieces. Maybe you have a V and maybe you have an O <laughs> or maybe you have two of the that's V's, right. but you don't that's have right. the C and you don't have the O. Right. And and so you've got to fill in those pieces. Each business has its own downsides. And so you have to ask yourself, what is my business's downside? And which uh, do I have one VCBO system in place? Or maybe I have two or three and I'm yeah. looking to scale and I want to take it to the next level. And that's that's great. Maybe your business is, uh, you know, found success off of Facebook ads. Some businesses never do. I'm telling you, some people just bail on Facebook ads and say they never work. And other businesses are completely 100% created from actual Facebook ads. And that's how they, that's how they get their business. But to rely on that in order to scale or even for the long term uh, element of your business is a very, very shaky foundation. It's quicksand. And, and if you have been in business and you've been using Facebook ads and you haven't been uh, banned yet or permanently banned, <laughs> it will it, happen. <laughs> it will happen eventually. We had it happen to us last year and it was, uh, you know, it was devastating when it does happen. It, it, it really kicks your butt, but you, have to build the other portions of the system. And that could be all sorts of things. Sometimes it's hard to be creative because you don't even know the elements uh, to be creative. And that's where, you know, sometimes an outside perspective of somebody who has done all these different pieces of choreography can come in and go, hey, did you try this? Or maybe you tried it and didn't work because you were missing pieces of the VCVO system. And uh, and that's where uh, choreography comes in and steps in to save the day because sometimes it's a matter of having an outside perspective to be able to uh, bring in the other pieces of choreography that will allow your business to be able to excel, to grow, to scale, to stabilize. I mean, maybe you're going through lots of ups and downs and you're, you're looking at your business and you're thinking to yourself, why is my business going through these volatile up and down? Sometimes where it's like total feast, sometimes it's total famine. Usually when you have a feast or famine type business, it's not just because that's how it is. It's because you haven't created the other surrounding pieces of choreography. And you might say to me, Michael, it's like this has been said to me, uh, Michael, <laughs> you know, our business just doesn't make money at this time of the year. And I'm thinking you just don't have a good system to actually combat that. And you go, well, there's nothing I can sell. That's not true. There's always something there's always that your something business can sell. There's always a partnership you can make that can counter that half of the year. Uh, you know, we, uh, once upon a time, uh, I had a competitive ballroom dance school. Cause if you know our background, we used to be professional, uh, ballroom dancers back in the day. And we had a competitive ballroom school and then the business always kicked up really, really big all the way up to nationals. And then after nationals, the typical, cadence of that business was that everybody disappeared until 
the next national started getting closer and then everything started getting busy. So if you have the right type of system, if you have the right type of choreography that is put into place, you can counter those things happening in your business. And that's one of the things that VCVO is incredibly useful for uh, when you can go in and create this overall machine for your business and or at the very least add some other VCVO spokes to your wheel. Indeed. All right, guys. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the BC Podcast. And make sure to go and like and review. And if you like this episode, then share it with your friends, tag us, all that good stuff. Uh, We're so grateful that you joined us and that you listened to this episode. We hope that you found a ton of value. And we will see you on the next episode. Bye-bye. The choreography your business is running can determine whether you can grow and scale to the next level. It's so easy just to take business day by day, but that can leave you putting out fires and keep you from growing. Find out how the choreography for your marketing operations and sales can raise your revenue and create more impact. Schedule a growth strategy analysis call with us today. Go to bizchoreo.com to book your time.